and we're, we're good. We are back. Guys, this is the second episode of formerly This Day on TRL. We are now totally requested. Yep. Brand new name. We got shut down, guys. <laughs> yep. Apple did not want to put our podcast on the air under that name. I'm sure there was like a copyright thing. I thought it was because the first one was just so good. Uh, Gideon Diego showed up at my house with a cease and desist. Wow. Uh, Matt Pinfield. Matt Pinfield showed up to your house? Yep. No way. You didn't tell me this. He was knocking on the door. Kurt Loader. What did Matt Pinfield come in like, hey, with this crazy voice? And he was like, hey, you can't do that to TRL. Those are my glory days. Come on. <laughs> did was, he have sunglasses on? No, he didn't have sunglasses. Well, this is all a fake story. Pooch. Oh. None of that happened. Oh, man. So. Uh, painted a, you painted a good picture, but <laughs> So, welcome to Totally Requested. I love the new name. This is the podcast. Yes. Where every Tuesday we look at the date. And then we go back in time mm. to see what the top 10 on TRL was on that day. TRL, of course, stands for Total Request Live. It was MTV's flagship countdown program. Mm -hmm. They have a new version that's on today. We don't even talk about that. Uh, All we care about is the one that ran from 1998 yep. to 2008. My name is Isaac Rentz. And I am Pooch. I am a current music video director. Pooch is the ultimate <sighs> TRL super fan. Say it again. Ultimate. Whew. TRL super fan. One I more time. I, Ultimate. I, I love it. I love it. I love TRL, guys. I just love pop culture. Um, and TRL was just a huge part of my life. So, And I have a photographic memory where I can't remember anything I did in school, but I can tell you all the lyrics to Summer Girls. Exactly. Or any other hot song, hot track. And what a coincidence. Oh. Today on the podcast, we're going back to September 25th, Ooh. 1999. Pooch. I have such a treat for you because number 10, <gasps> LFO, Summer Girls. Oh, what a coincidence. Abercrombie and Fitch. New kids on the block, had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when girls stop. First thing I love about this video, Isaac, is nothing says summer like a convertible. And there are a lot of convertibles. There's a lot of convertibles. There's a lot of, this video, guys, is very tube top and cargo pant heavy. Mm -hmm. I would like to actually, I, I need to go back and watch this video, Isaac, and count how many tube tops, crop tops, and cargo pants there are in this video. If you buy your cargo pants in bulk, there's probably a discount, and I'm sure they got it on this one. Costco. Costco. Costco, I, I'm sure, had Kirkland uh, <laughs> cargo well, pants. Well, we know for a fact it can't be Kirkland cargo pants because this is the, the chorus of the song, your favorite song of all time. Yep. How does it go? I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I take her if I have one wish. Okay, stop right there. Sorry. So this video basically plays out mm -hmm. like an Abercrombie and Fitch catalog come to life. That's a, that is a great way of describing this video. That was probably the pitch, right? Mm -hmm. So the director was Marcus Raboy. I don't know a whole lot about him, uh, but he definitely came through on this video because it really does look like an Abercrombie and Fitch catalog. It's a great video and it's fun. It's easy. This video looked like it. It was effortless to shoot. I feel like it took an hour. <laughs> I feel like it didn't take that long. Everyone seems so fun and nice in this video. And it literally was just like, hey, guys, just go through your typical day and so we'll film you. Their typical day then, it looks like, is hanging out on the boardwalk on Coney Island. Yep. You see that it's three members of LFO, right? The only, yeah. And I only know Rich, which was the lead singer. The lead singer. So we should also mention LFO stands for. Light, funky ones. Light spelled with a Y. Whew. Funky spelled with an I-E. Ones spelled with an S, though. Yeah. Kind of bummed about that. Could have been a Z. 
Because what did you what you said earlier? The comedy rule of three. Right. The comedy rule. Of so three. why not use a Z? Why didn't they follow the comedy rule of threes? My mom, my, her license plate is two boys with a Z. She's like really? 65. Yeah. <laughs> so like if she gets it, come on, LFO. She would have been great in this video. Only if she's driving a convertible though. Yeah, uh, no, it was an 85 Volvo. Uh, Not cool in the summer. Wouldn't have made the cut. So we refer to this kind of video in the music video world as a lifestyle video. Mm. And that is because there's not really a storyline. It's just a lot of loosely tied together vignettes that all take place in the sort of same area. It's trying to create a sense of their lifestyle, like get to know the band better. Yeah. So we see them on the beach. We see them on the boardwalk. We see them all performing on top of a building. It seems like they have one specific go-to move. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot of pointing, but a lot of crouching. Right. It's kind of like how in uh, Knocked Up when Seth Rogen is like always going to one, his one signature dance move with a dice. Yeah. I feel like these... The three members of LFO probably practiced a lot of crouching before. This was their first video. And I think like they kind of relied pretty heavily on the one. The go-tos. The point and crouch. Yeah. Well, it just seems, it seems very natural for all of them. I, I get the vibe that they were all boys, not buddies, but boys. Oh, like it went beyond. Buddies. It went like grade school. They probably lived down the street from each other. Mm -hmm. They, they went to high school together. They seemed like they got like coolest crew. Do you think that there was like a, I know what you did last summer type situation that really bonded them together? Like oh, there was like, a dead body and, so, and they, they were like, we take this to the grave. Exactly. That's probably the secret to their chemistry is that they accidentally killed a fisherman, <laughs> which could have happened. I mean, they're on this boardwalk all the time. Very well. Could have <laughs> I'm little, I'm wondering if like, if you freeze fame, there's any creepy guys in the back like watching them like in every frame like every frame like you see like the fishermen mm -hmm. and this is just their way of covering up their their <laughs> like negative vibes with good times right they're trying to forget yeah but you'd never forget you're, you're killing someone <laughs> so <laughs> thanks pooch so basically uh i do have to say this about this video i know this song i remember this song i vaguely remembered the video mm -hmm. when i went back to watch this video i was prepared to not like it oh I have to say, by the end of this three and a half minute clip, I really kind of liked these guys. They they seem like all three of them seem like nice boys. Yeah, they seem like people that parents were glad to meet. If one of them took your sister out on a date, you wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be mad. I'd be like, hey, do you think they still have that deal with Abercrombie? And if so, <laughs> can you get me some pants? Yeah, I want a polo shirt or I really cargo pants. Oh, I was all I know is this video set a trend. I'm guessing stock with Abercrombie went through the roof. Yeah. Because I remember everyone, this was 99, I was in eighth grade. Everybody was wearing Abercrombie. And you think it's because of this video? I, I think. It's a chicken and egg situation. What I, came first? I think Abercrombie was out and I think people were wearing it. But like anything, this, this was huge. And I think it just put them on the map a little bit more. I think this video definitely surpassed my expectations though i have to give it to you i understand now why you love the light funky ones so much absolutely do you have a favorite line or favorite uh reference well there's a lot of them so this song has really bad rapping in it endearingly so i would say it's so bad that it crosses the line you know how like the bare naked ladies rap on one week is just like Chickity really chain, corny yeah but i feel like this goes beyond corny into just like Bad, but then it goes so 
beyond bad that it becomes kind of endearing. Yeah, like it's well, like watching like you know a little kid rap, and you're just kind of like, That's yeah, so you cute. gotta like it because it's like a kid. Yeah, like, like, oh, like look how cute it is. But deep down, you're like, it's so bad. There is a line on here where he says he loves Kevin Bacon, but he hates Footloose, and that just doesn't seem doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like then maybe you're not a Kevin Bacon fan because that's like a classic. That's the go to. Right. What do you, you, do you like the hollow man? We got to get out of this video, but what's your favorite line? Ooh, uh, I was always a fan of Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. What did they rhyme sonnets with? Uh, I don't, did they rhyme it with no, anything? No, no, because that would make it even better. It was just Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets, and then uh, "Call me when you miss me," because I can't speak, baby. That's that not even a rhyme. Line, so they didn't even rhyme. These bars are very suspect. Yeah. Well, it started out as a inside joke. A lot of this, this video, song. This did. song did, and then they were like, "Hey guys, wouldn't it be funny if we just used all of our inside jokes and put it on a song?" <laughs> and then, fun fact: it was supposed to be. It was made for a mixtape which I didn't know was a thing. Probably a literal tape at that time. Oh, man. Made for a mixtape, but then it got leaked. I think this may be the first known recording of something getting leaked to a radio station in Washington, D.C., and they put it on the air, and then, boom, cultural phenomenon. Changed everything. Especially my style. <laughs> okay. I can verify you're not wearing Abercrombie & Fitch right now. Though. Okay, let's move on to number nine. This video blew our minds. Yeah. This video has a twist, like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Ooh. Let's watch the video for 98 Degrees, I Do. First of all, I'm... Sorry, I'm so bamboozled by this video just because of that ending. 20 years still, I'm freaking out. <laughs> so let's set this up. So we got four members of 98 Degrees. I don't know anybody's name except Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey is, of course, the guy who ended up marrying uh, Jessica Simpson and became mm -hmm. sort of a staple on MTV. The other three guys in the band, we don't know. We, but we have no clue. In this video, all four of them take turns in their own little solo vignettes proposing to Allie Landry. Can you explain who Allie Landry was? Guys, Allie Landry was, and still is, a beautiful woman, but she was famously known for Doritos, a Super Bowl Dorito commercial where she does the splits and catches Doritos in her mouth. Anyway, all four of these guys give her different proposals. I feel like these proposals vary in quality. Yeah, they don't match the quality of the woman that Allie Landry is. <laughs> so the first proposal we see is from a member of, the, of 98 degrees who is not Nick Lachey. So we don't know what his name is. To be honest, two out of the four members look the same. This guy and the, and there's another guy, another brunette, yeah. dark hair. They look exactly the same. Then you get short hair, blonde guy. Then you get Nick Lachey. But first guy driving down the PCH okay. in what looks like a convertible Jag. Okay. <laughs> and with Allie in the passenger seat. And she's playing with his hair, taking his hat off, doing a little She takes seat. his hat off and throws it. Like out of the car. Like it's like a playful thing, but it's also like, what if he liked that hat? What if he got it autographed? What if he got it autographed by his favorite ball player? <laughs> And that was like a hat that was given to him as a gift by his dad. Well, he doesn't. Okay, that's a lot of backstory. Sorry. Very well could have happened. As an actor, you try to create a backstory for everything, Isaac. And that's so 
he proposes to her by basically just popping out like out of the glove box an altoid can (laughs) yeah he just kind of shows her this engagement ring doesn't even say anything just shows it shows it to her like you know the drill it's an engagement ring like he could have that could be anything he could have said look what i found in between the seat (laughs) he just points he just doesn't even point he just shows it it's very nonchalant it's not very romantic and i'm sorry people but i come from an old-fashioned family where you get down on one knee and you propose to the gal he was not on one knee like he was driving he was driving do you think he didn't propose to her in a prettier way because she threw his hat out the window? Do you think he had this whole thing? And then he was like, this woman just threw my favorite hat out of the car. He was like, you know what? I had a very elaborate proposal. It was very romantic. You're going to get the car proposal now. Uh, all right. Well, on to proposal number two. Uh-huh. I don't know this guy's name, but what if you could describe him in any way, Isaac, what, what does he look like to you? Uh, I'm going to... I think we should just refer to him as a youth pastor slim shady haircut. Ooh. Perfect. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting here. That is a perfect, and it's platinum too. It is platinum hair. He just got it done. For he's this video. He's, so he's proposing. I'd say in a slightly more romantic way. Yeah, there's a. He drew her a bath. Right. He drew her a bath. She's in this bubble bath. Rose he's behind pe- her. Oh, no, there's no roses. Uh, you, yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like a rose petal type situation. You know. So he skimped on the rose petals, but he actually like. Is doing something romantic. He's kissing her on the cheek. He's whispering sweet nothings. He's, pro- but if he's a youth pastor, he's probably saying like, "You're a you're a proverbs girl." <laughs> yeah, I, he definitely kissed dating goodbye. Yes, before he proposed to her. Here's my beef with this proposal, guys. Ninety eight degrees made money back in the day. <laughs> I feel like they could afford better rings because he <laughs> pulls out what looks like the power stone from Thanos's gauntlet. That sounds it, impressive, though. It, it in theory it does, but as a ring, it's purple, and I don't know. It almost uh, looks like a birthstone. Maybe, maybe he was trying to be cute and trying to find a birthstone, but I don't know, <laughs> guys out there. If you know what birthstone is purple, please let us know. And maybe this is a cuter proposal than we thought. Yes, but, please email us at pooch at engagementcast.com. Yeah, yes, thank you. <laughs> I check it every week. But he gives her the ring again. Doesn't say anything. He just opens up the box, and then it just cuts back to to Allie walking down that long runway. So we should mention that the way they really build suspense here, Mm. just a classic technique straight out of Hitchcock cutting (laughs) back and forth between the the various proposals and then a shot in what I can assume is current day present time. Right. So of Allie at a wedding, walking down an extremely long aisle, it takes her the entire course of this video to walk down the aisle. Part of me thought it was like a mean trick and they just had her like on a reverse like one of those escalator escalators, like, like you at get the, airport? To the airport. Yeah, like it was on the reverse way, so she just kept walking. <laughs> it feels like that a little bit. They had to film that in very slow motion to make the most of that walk. Oh, gosh. So, okay, we're, we're not done yet. We got to get to the third we're proposal. Third proposal. So, the whole time you're wondering, like, who's the guy at Who the end? Who does she pick? Third she proposal. obviously picks one of them. Right. So, let's call this guy knockoff Nick Lachey because this is the guy who kind of looks like Nick Lachey. Do you think they're brothers? Were there brothers? Were they brothers? Maybe he's the little brother because he has little brother vibes. Lil, Lil Lachey. Lil Lachey. Lil Lachey. Vert. Which is, if I heard that now as a rap name, I'm not mad at it. No, that Lil totally Lachey. makes sense. It paints a picture. I know exactly what that rapper sounds like. I think they are brothers. Okay, let's just say it's Nick Lachey's brother proposes to her on the beach. Which I, which is romantic, but again, the sun is setting. No one's at the beach, so it makes me think that he rented this out. Which he, if he did, pretty smooth move. He's using that ninety-eight degree money in the right way. That's a good proposal. 
private beach. Allie Landry is in a bikini, which I remember very well because, guys, I had a thing for Allie Landry. She's, oh, I think we know this. Yes, sorry. I think we have covered. I'm sorry to keep. <laughs> you have left no doubt. <laughs> I love Allie Landry, but so they are talking on the beach, forehead to forehead. Then homeboy, little Lachey, pulls out a ring and double hands it. Oh, two, to show her two-handed, two-handed clap, two-hander. And almost shows it to her like she said something like, that's not real, or where's the diamond? And he's like giving her a close-up to show. Mm-hmm. It's like inches from her face. It's real. Yeah. And then we don't really see if she says yes or no. Again, Allie does n- never gives us, but I think that's to give us the suspense. Right. Exactly. <sighs> Just like Hitchcock would Hitchcock. not have shown wow. Allie Landry actually saying yes or no. He wants to leave you guessing. He wants you to put the pieces together. He keeps me on my toes. At this point, who do you think's got it? Well, in my mind, I'm like, all these guys are just straight up suckers because, of course, Nick Lachey's going to get her because he's number <laughs> he's numero uno. So let's get to his. His proposal comes last in the video. It's You definitely get the feeling that they're, he was like, let's save the best for last. Yeah, like they're, we're, we're building up for something good i feel like he went around to all the other guys while they were shooting their stuff and was like oh wow this is so romantic when really in the back of his head he was like this is like pretty lame wait till you see mine or he probably was like yeah guys i'm just gonna show up on our doorstep and and give her a ring and then on the day of filming he was like haha got you guys so i get the bearskin rug so it i would say the theme of his proposal is bearskin rug Mm. it looks like a romance novel it's him in front of the fire Bearskin rug. Candles. Candles everywhere. It's literally 98 degrees in that room. Yes. <laughs> Wait, 98 degrees is, isn't that the temperature of the human body? Isn't that why the- I think it's 98.6. Something like that. But I think he turned up the heat in this video with the candles. There's a fire stoked. He's got to have the heat on. He got it to 99 degrees in there. <laughs> Whew. I, so- the shot of Ali Landry is getting me up to 99 degrees. <laughs> I'm to get out of this video. <laughs> but Okay, so anyway, Nick Lachey on the rug with her. He's shirtless, looking great. She's looking great. Mm-hmm. And then he pops out the ring. Again, terrible ring choice because this looks, this looks like a piece of brass knuckles broke off because it's the thickest ring ever. I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like the prop master on the show on the video just forgot rings and they had to like salvage whatever none of these rings impress spark plug from my car we could (laughs) melt this down it's bad so if if i'm watching this video i'm saying nick lachey's got it in the bag okay so we get to the end of the video time for the big reveal we just see the kiss they seal Allie Landry and Blank seal their wedding with a kiss. It's a beautiful wedding they're surrounded by all their friends and family it is like a five-star wedding they're they're floating in what looks like a pool under a col- Greek columns. Right. No one's sitting down. Everybody's standing. Standing room only. So Allie Landry finished her 5K walk down the aisle. She kisses. We zoom in to reveal who Isaac. Ah, it's Screech from Saved by the Bell. It's Dustin Diamond. Plot twist. Uh, yeah, and it. you know what? I'm sure it was a real hit at the time. Oh, I'm sure everybody was like, did you see that 98 Degrees video, <laughs> Dustin Diamond? First of all, shout out to 98 Degrees for giving Dustin Diamond work. 
Because you know homeboy was struggling. <laughs> well, don't you think that Ellie Landry, who was dating Mario Lopez at the time, mm. probably was like, Mario, who would be a good person to be the reveal at the end? Do you think she brought it up to 98 Degrees? Like they cast her and then she was like, guys, I got an idea. Well, she has some major pull with Mario. Right. So she probably went back and was like, hey, Mario, <laughs> uh, we're doing this video and then they have, and here's the big reveal, but we don't have a person to reveal yet. Do you have any ideas? She knew she was like kind of pressing him in that direction though. She wanted him to come up with the answer himself. Yes, I think so. She's like, gosh, who would be so funny? Who's like kind of a nerd, but yeah. you know, recognizable. And Mario's like, I know the ultimate nerd. Exactly. <laughs> Let me get on my payphone. Were cell phones? 99. They had cell phones. We had some cell phones. a payphone call 1-800-COLLECT. Call, yeah. You have a collect call from Mario Lopez. Ha, ha, ha. So funny. Dustin Diamond's like, yeah, right. I haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> uh, this video is interesting mainly because I feel like they could have done a really straightforward idea. Well, that's what at, at first, that's what you think is happening. You're just like, oh, well. Yeah. I feel like they took a chance with this video. So nice work. I'll, yeah, I'll give you. A, they took. They definitely took a chance. They did something a little bit more interesting. I feel like. I I feel like they thought. I feel like ninety eight degrees thinks they're really funny, and they're like, guys, like this is gonna kill. Like everyone's gonna see we have this personality and that we're hilarious and that we're just normal. People. I feel like this video might not have a lot of replay value. I don't know if it ever reached number one, but I feel like once you've seen it. it once, do you really need to see this reveal no. again? I feel like I I understand why they did it, but. Unless there were multiple endings and multiple videos, it just seems like if, after a while. I hope they made multiple videos and they're floating out there somewhere in the TRL universe. <laughs> uh, let's move on to our next video. I'm, While we're on the topic of boy bands, this is great because we're we're moving into like a, a classic boy band parody. Number eight, Blink-182, All the Small Things. Shots fired. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and say that. If you were in a boy band at this time, you saw this and you were like, oh no. No one's safe. No one's safe. <laughs> no one's safe in this video. They go after them all. Uh, they go after Backstreet. They go after NSYNC. Christina Aguilera. Ricky Martin's in there. Ricky Martin has a not a cameo, but they make fun they, of him. They make fun of him too. Yeah. Britney. You know, this video is probably one of the most recognizable TRL videos. I feel like this was just like in constant rotation and got a lot of attention at the time. I feel like it encapsulates. Encapsula That's the word. Encapsulates yeah. what the TRL era was. Basically, the elevator pitch for this video is we're going to go back and recreate all of the most famous scenes from boy band and pop videos, but it's going to be starring Tom, Mark, and Travis from Blink-22, and of course they're going to do their usual thing where they get naked a lot and act like weirdos and i feel like they succeed oh it's a great it's a hilarious video it's so fun i feel like every group of musicians thinks they're funny yes but would you say that like blink 182 was really able to kind of pull it off i feel like they committed to a bit oh 100 percent. they were very sophomoric yes it was very like the 90s like the late 90s were all about like poop jokes there's a shot where tom DeLonge's on a toilet yeah like they pull out from a, a close-up and reveal he's on a toilet there's a shot where mark office is dancing in a diaper it was a lot of kind of like uh 
either gross out humor or sort of making fun of yourself. And, you know, I think it's still holds up. I, I don't know if you showed this video to like a 15-year-old today, if all the references would play, but I feel like people would still kind of understand the basic premise of this video. Oh, yeah. I think you could show this to a teenager and they'd be like, oh, they're just probably making fun of boy bands. So who do you think won this video? Because I, I feel like during this era of Blink-182, before Tom DeLonge left, it was constantly like each video seemed to have a little bit more of one guy or the other. Yeah. Who do you think of those two guys won this video? I'm going to go ahead and say Tom because he was the lead vocals on this song. And I feel like they kind of... He gets a little more camera he time. He gets a little bit more love by the camera. Uh, Mark, I feel like, just said, what do you need me to do? And I will do it. Mark goes so hard in this video. Mm, he which came I'm off a, the bench. He was like a sixth man. Yeah, and I feel like the best part about Mark is I don't get the vibe that he is trying to steal camera time. He's just there to facilitate fun. Mm, that's what a good supporting actor does. And speaking, He's a facilitator. And speaking of awards, this award, you didn't really say award, but you said best supporting actor, which made me think of an award. Great segue. Uh, this one, best group video at the MTV Video Music Awards. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, who who would dare compete against this video? I think probably Blink-182's fan base didn't quite know what to do with this because they are making fun of boy band videos, but it is such a pop video in its own oh, yeah. sense that it is a little confusing. I mean, they're making fun of Britney Spears, but it feels like it has the production value of a Britney Spears video. So as far as like a punk band at that time, not that I'm any expert on what's punk or what's not, but it feels like a very polished, very commercial version of a punk yeah. music video. I feel like this one pop fans over. Yeah. I feel like this is the very first we see of pop punk. In the TRL In the world. TRL world. Mm -hmm. And I think because they made this video, Britney fans, NSYNC fans, Backstreet fans were like, wow, they're they're on par with Nick and Brian. Those are Backstreet Boys. We'll get to them later. Okay. Let's move on to video number seven. We have a lot to say about this video. Ooh, yes. Mariah Carey and Heartbreaker. Where do I begin, Isaac? Because this video is, it's action packed. Can I draw a parallel? Please. I feel, so last week we talked about a Shakira video for the song Objection, which is a video where she discovers that her guy is cheating on her. She catches him in the act, exposes him, fights him and the girlfriend in mm. a bar somewhere. So this video has a very similar setup. It opens in front of a movie theater. Mariah is with her friends. Or the girls. Right. And the, and the girls are instigators. They're instigating a situation. They're like, your man is cheating on you. Go get him now. So she goes into this movie theater and, you know, it takes a second before we fully get into the story because there's like a musical like number that happens in the yeah, lobby. This, whoever hired the employees of this movie theater has an eye for talent because <laughs> all of them are amazing dancers, acrobats. Right, so the ticket takers, the popcorn vendors, everybody gets out and is doing like kind of a, it actually reminds me of like Turbo and Ozone. Yeah. In like the old break-in uh, oh, movies cool. where he's like dancing with a broom and stuff. Deep There's a lot cut. of that. Yeah, very deep cut. Great movie. Fun fact about that movie, that's Jean-Claude Van Damme's first known visual 
recordance is that a word <laughs> he's in he's in one of the dance scenes are people. you telling me that he was in the movie <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> so mariah carey dancing around with if you call that dancing right you're not impressed not impressed it just seems like she wasn't able to pick up the choreography and the director was like yeah yeah do that so last yeah, week you came perfect. at britney's choreography and boys oh absolutely do you feel like this is even worse? Oh, 100%. 100%. I've, I, I'm saying it right now. Britney Spears is a lazy dancer. Mariah Carey, not known for her dancing. Right. But she's not even trying. She's not really trying. She's a diva. So I'll give her that. Right. But, but when you have a voice like Mariah and you can hit that note and you're the only one in the world that can hit it, I'll let this dancing slide. She brings her presence. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. What was her diva name? Mimi? It's Mimi. Oh, was, really? I think it was Mimi. I Mimi. feel like the Mimi heads are going to come after you for saying some of this stuff. Mimi, do you love me? So uh, Mariah heads into the movie theater. <sighs> to catch him. We reveal who her boyfriend is. First of all, before we reveal the, the boyfriend, Mariah and her gals strut in that theater like they pay the rent up in there, <laughs> ruining everyone's movie experience. All the extras are just watching the movie, and she's strutting down the aisle singing. Singing. But nobody seems to notice. They just keep watching the, they keep watching the movie. Must have been a good movie. <laughs> so we'll get to what's on the screen yeah. in a second. So Mariah and her girls uh, take their seats, and then we find out who the boyfriend is. Who is it, Pooch? Wow. It is Jerry O'Connell. I, hopefully you guys know who that is. <laughs> so he used to be married to Rebecca Romaine Stamos. I think they still are. Or, oh yeah, they are. Okay. Sorry, Rebecca Romaine, no longer Stamos. Yeah, get that Stamos Sorry. out of your mouth. Sorry. So Jerry O'Connell is the boyfriend. He is the boyfriend. And he came to this video set ready to play. And you can tell because his wardrobe is... Top notch. It is a UCLA t-shirt. And it's not even like a Letterman jacket or something. It is a UCLA t-shirt. It's a Heather Gray. It is a little bit too big for him. It's not even vintage. I feel like the stylist on the video just didn't have anything. So she ran over to the (laughs) UCLA student store and got this... Oh, you only have a triple X? It's okay. We'll use it. I guarantee there was not a stylist involved in this decision. (laughs) Do you think he came? Oh, I think Jerry O'Connell showed up and said, you know what? I'm wearing this. Jerry's doing Jerry and he's wearing a UCLA shirt. (laughs) Jerry's doing Jerry. (laughs) So Jerry O'Connell is there. And who is he cheating on Mariah with? Evil Mariah Carey, which is Mariah with a wig that is bangs. Right. So he's sitting there next to Mariah Carey with a wig on. And Mariah is pulling like a full nutty professor. She is playing both versions of herself in this video. So good Mariah corners evil Mariah in the bathroom. You did some research on this video and you told me before we started that there was an inspiration for this. Yes. Mariah was quoted as saying, two movies inspired me for this music video. Number one was Grease. Number two, Enter the Dragon, which I <laughs> I don't get because I just because you do karate in a music video, Mariah, doesn't mean you get to pull the most karate name out of your hat. <laughs> so this video was directed by Brett Ratner, who was known at the time for having directed Rush Hour which is a movie that featured Jackie Chan doing uh, some karate. And, and Chris Tucker. And Chris Tucker also probably did some stunts. The blocks. I'd say that Mariah's performance in here is more on par with Chris Tucker's probably than with Jackie Chan's. Um, and Brett Reiner came from the music video world too, which is kind of interesting. He started off doing like Wu-Tang videos and stuff like that. Ooh. And uh, this is 
probably his return to music videos after doing Rush Hour. I think that he probably didn't do a lot in between. Um, since then, he has done a lot of videos for Mariah. He's basically like her video director for the most part, except probably not so much anymore because he got in a lot of trouble. Um, one interesting fact about this video, and maybe this fight scene uh, kind of led to this, is that it at the time was one of the most expensive videos ever made. It cost over $2.5 million. Which blows my mind because I don't know where that money went. I think it might've gone into this scene. So there's two Mariahs fighting in a bathroom and I'm sure there were some stunt doubles involved. Maybe they really took their time with it. You know, a lot of times what makes a video more expensive is if it takes multiple days to shoot it. So that maybe sense. that bathroom scene took a, a day or two. Um, but this bathroom scene is not the bathroom fight scene from Mission Impossible, the new one. <laughs> no, I would say it is far from that. Once the bathroom fight scene is over, Jerry O'Connell is in his seat by himself, probably wondering where his evil girlfriend went. And getting in a food fight with Mariah's, good Mariah's girlfriends. Right, so they're throwing popcorn at each other. And again, no one seems to be bothered by this full-on fight. Right, there's not a single shusher in the whole audience. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you that whatever they're watching must have been captivating because their <laughs> eyes are glued. Well, what are the they screen. watching? So at one point we do see what's on screen because in the song, there's a Jay-Z guest verse about three quarters of the way in. And he wasn't there. He was not there for the video. But they did the next best thing, which is they made an animated version of Mariah and she is acting out all the things Jay-Z is speaking. Right. So everybody's watching this screen and it looks to me almost like a Powderpuff Girls mm -hmm. style animation. I'll, like, I'll agree with you with, with a little of the opening credits of Bewitched mixed in. Yeah, it, it's a little bit of a throwback. You know, if you can't get Jay-Z for your video, it's a good plan B. You know, one thing about rappers is that they're notorious when it comes to music videos for just sort of being unpredictable as far as showing up. I feel like... This might have been an instance where they just weren't sure if they were going to get him or not. Do you think he did show up in another version and they filmed that and they were just like, you know what? The cartoon's way better. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> um, okay. So the video ends with oh. Jerry O'Connell in his seat and all of a sudden wholesome Mariah shows back up. Now it's time for her to confront her boyfriend. And you think he's going to get socked. He's going to take one of the face because she's in fighting mode already. Yeah, and she basically just dumps a soda on his lap. The punishment don't fit the crime, <laughs> my friend. Yeah, it feels a little bit lackluster, although Jerry really sells it. Hard. It looks like she just poured a vat of acid on his crotch because he looks like he is in intense pain. I think he was kind of like, hey, Brett Ratner, you didn't come up with the best ending, but I'm going to help you out. You know, they did a couple takes and Jerry's like, I got one more in me. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, Brett, I got one more. I'm going to do one more. The performance is so strong. He brought it home. He Did he? I'm just glad she didn't ruin his UCLA t-shirt. She put it on his jeans <laughs> if he's true. even wearing jeans. <laughs> that is true. I My theory is that he probably showed up in flip-flops and in like a pair of billabong shorts. I think Jerry O'Connell probably remembered that he yeah. needed to show up to set like five minutes probably. before. Probably, yeah. I could even see him getting the call like, hey, Jerry, your call time was 845, bro. He's like, oh, no. But you know what they say, Jerry does Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, I think it's time to move on to the next video. Boom. Let's go to number six, which is Christina Aguilera in Genie in a Bottle. Hard to say it now. If you want to be with me, baby, then 
This is like a seminal TRL video. Yeah, it was like it was a staple. It was an introduction. It was our first single right. and first video. It is a video that is interesting on a couple levels for me. So first of all, it was directed by Diane Martell. Diane Martell is a a director who we actually talked about last week. She did the first Justin Timberlake single when oh, he went yes. solo. Um, I think the song was Like I Love You. She has been doing this for a very long time. She's one of those uh, directors who has really bounced across all genres. She's She was doing Method Man and Clips videos. She's probably most recently famous for doing the Blurred Lines video for Robin Thicke. Oh, wow. She did. A uh, woman directed that video. I had no idea. Yeah, she did. And it's interesting because she is famous for doing videos that sort of explore sexuality a little bit more. I could see that. She she comes off as a very sweet girl next door, but wants to show you that you can't judge a book by its cover. I feel like the song is very suggestive, right? I'm a genie in a bottle. You got to rub me yeah. the right way, all yeah. this stuff. This video is so like chaste. Like she doesn't get within like five feet of a boy this whole time. There's all this sexual tension in the video and it never pays off into anything. So. Yeah, she doesn't kiss anybody. There's not even, uh, the guy doesn't even do the yawn to the arm around <laughs> right. there's, the shoulder. There's none of that. And it seems like a real theme in a lot of videos from this era, right? Britney Spears, Hard. Jessica Simpson. It's all these girls where you can tell the record label can't quite decide how edgy they want to go. And speaking of that, I have a quote here. This is a direct quote I'm going to read to you guys. Ooh, from Christina herself? Not I would, a boy could dream. This is, this is the author of A Star is Made. Like the P Christina Aguilera story? I, I think it was a magazine or a book, but it is Pierre <laughs> Dominguez. He says, The lighting of the video prominently featured Christina's golden tresses as her best feature, although the singer herself was rather obscured by the dark shadows, suggesting that the record company still did not know what to do with the singer's image. Well, Pierre, whoever you are, God bless you. Yes, <laughs> really summed up the video for us. <laughs> I, you know, I do think that there is something to that. It feels like they're pushing so hard in two directions. The lighting is suggestive. There are some, you know, hot guys that roll up. We should mention the whole video takes place in one location. It's like at a beach house in Malibu or something. Yeah. And it's just her walking around the house looking like she's trying to make a decision about what she's what to do with her life. What to, well, what to do with maybe a relationship, maybe also what college to apply to. So it could be a, a other life things. Do you think she's debating like she knows that these these boys are coming over or this boy's coming over and she's like what do I do? Right. How do I go about this situation? I, I don't, she doesn't talk to any of her friends. Yeah. She has a bunch of friends there. They just leave her. They're all girlfriends. A bunch of boys pull up in a convertible, which seems like also a theme Common. going on. There's yeah. a pattern. Um, it then, might be like some extras from the LFO video got done early. Yeah. And they're just like, Hey guys, you want to go to the next yeah. up to Malibu and the do video wrapped. And yeah. they were like, Hey, I know a place where we can have a rap party. Just drive your car. It's totally cool. So they show up at Christina's beach house and they don't only show up, but I think this is the first introduction of parkour because <laughs> they enter with authority. They, right. They move with a purpose as what my old football coach used to say. So they walk through the house and then they get to like this porch area. And then each one of them does like a parkour type leap off the porch into the beach sand. Oh yeah. And like they, the way they film it, 
it's like in slow motion from a really low angle and it just feels like uh the most epic like oh, porch to beach transfer parkour move you've ever seen yeah it's the the amount of symbolism in this video is through the roof wait what does that symbolize I think it was symbolizing like what's to come. Like the parkour symbolized. The, the parkour like, was like, hey, you are cute and innocent, but you are eventually going to get dirty. <laughs> Whoa. Foreboding. You like, because I, we will probably at some point cover the Christina Aguilera video we, dirty. It's like, little did I know. I thought I was just watching a sweet video, but this is like the Da Vinci code of music videos. <laughs> there's all, there's lighting, there's outfits that symbolize something it's like blowing my mind see i think that they just weren't quite sure what to do or that that. i feel like they were like you know what she's got i've been in situations like this where like a record label or a a commercial agency will come to you and be like we need this to be so sexy Mm -hmm. but also at the same time not sexy and then the director has to figure out a way to to do that and this video feels to me like yeah, here's a really sexy video that's not at all sexy. When the guys come over, yeah. the video ends with them sitting around a bonfire and she's just sitting next to him staring off in the middle distance. It's like the end of The Graduate. There is no sexual tension there. Just leaves us guessing. It could have been her brother, for all I know, the way they played it out. Yeah. It was a very lackluster ending. Wow. Like they really built up some tension and then it's just them kind of roasting marshmallows. We should mention that Christina was 19 at the time. So, so probably yeah. I'm not suggesting that they should have pushed but, boundaries. But she here. grows up eventually. Uh, yeah, she does a L- little later and we'll cover that. <laughs> you have anything else for this video? No, uh, it's not my favorite video. I definitely love Christina Aguilera, but uh, my, I'm, my mind is blown because I never once thought they didn't know what to do with her. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just me guessing. I think, Let's okay. So let's move on to number five. This is a video that's near and dear to your heart. I'm a big fan of this next artist. Uh, Do you want to introduce it? I'll introduce it. Guys, coming in with a straight bullet, Kid Rock. Cause I wanna be a cowboy, baby. Because I wanna be a Kid Rock sets the tone with, yeah, cowboy style. That's how the video starts. On a payphone. He's in a payphone in the middle of nowhere. And I don't know who he's talking to. We don't ever see the other end of that phone. Yeah, what's up? It's Rock. Listen, I'm packing it up and bringing it out west so we get it together. Cowboy style? Yeah. Cowboy style. <laughs> but he just says, cowboy style which i still don't know what that means to this day well he's showing you though see this is is one of the things about like moving images it's all about show don't tell Mm. right so he's like cowboy style walk the walk bro he could tell you what it is or he could show you what it is but is it is it cowboy style or is it like because i know kid rock claimed he was always saying he's like white trash so is this white trash style or is this cowboy style because when i think of cowboys i think of spurs chaps a six shooter. Yeah. Whiskey, maybe a horse or two. <laughs> I feel like um, there's probably a lot of overlap. Mm. And I think we're seeing it in this video. So, how would you describe? There is a lot packed into this video. And, you know, 
interesting fact directed by Dave Myers. We talked last week about his, how his videos are like stuffed to the brim. This is another one of those. I want this in the video. I want this in the video. I want to do this. I, I guarantee this started with Kid Rock calling Dave Myers and just having a laundry list of different things. He was like, I want to slide across the front of a convertible. Trans Am. Yeah, in uh, a Trans Am. Sorry, this was not a convertible. This was a Trans Am. Hard top. Yes, hard top or T-tops maybe. I think, yeah, oh, okay. All right, you made up for it. Possibly. -top. There we go. But definitely a laundry list of just all kinds of stuff that he'd been dying to do in a video. And Dave Myers made sense of it. But what is like the, if you're, give me the elevator pitch. What is this? Road trip meets tombstone. Road trip means tombstone. I like. I think that's okay. I'm sold. Okay, and that's what it is. He's like on the run, though, right? The, He's the on law, the Johnny Law is after him. Hey, Car Fifty Four, be on the lookout for a tall man with a top hat with long hair driving a T-bird and. Rest of his crew is in a eighteen wheeler, <laughs> and he's traveling with a, a small little person. Pretty, pretty easy to find those. You're not going to confuse that with many other people on the no road. Way, Jose. <laughs> My favorite part of this video is they they do the old Indiana Jones thing where it's a line, a highlighted line showing where they're traveling to, and whatever destination they get to, they burn a hole in that map. Oh, like Bonanza style. Yeah, like like they came in. You thought the kids from the Christina Aguilera came in with authority? Not like Kid Rock and his crew. So Kid Rock ends up like in a, there's like a scene where he's gambling. There's a scene where he's like in the 18 wheeler. It just seems like he's kind of like touching on a lot of cowboy things. I, I don't know. Are they cowboy things? I feel like he gambled as a cowboy. I All feel in. his definition of cowboy just seems very vague. Just and, whatever he saw in the movies. Yeah, because I don't... I, 18 wheelers don't seem like a cowboy thing. Not what, at all. What is he referencing here? And then halfway through the video, can we just talk about what happens? Well, there's a laundry list of cameos in this video. Right. So he's playing cards with none other than Uncle Cracker. Uh, is it a cameo if nobody cares? Uh, I guess not. <laughs> One person does, and he's hosting this podcast. I, uh, I would be more excited if he were playing cards with Jerry O'Connell. Oh, and a and UCLA t-shirt. Yeah. And again, you don't see his lower half. <laughs> so but the we, UCLA is in like a cowboy font. <laughs> so next up, we see a a figure approaching camera. They try to build up suspense. They cut from the figure to Joe C. And for, to we remind We mention people, who Joe C is. Joe yes. C was Kid Rock's really good friend who happened to be a little person. And thanks for thanks for using the correct terminology. Absolutely, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna throw that word. Even I'm though, sure that Kid Rock called him a midget all the time. Hundred percent. And to be honest, if I was a little person, I think midget is a tough word. Like that's a t like. Don't mess with him. He's a midget. Like, well, you know what though? We'll leave that. it to them. Okay. <laughs> to decide. <laughs> so we got a figure walking up to Josie, and they try to build suspense. They cut from the figure. Who to is Joe this? C. Who is this mysterious man walking up to me? And I'm telling you, a lot like the Dustin Diamond cameo in the 98 Degrees video. Yeah. We go, we go back in time to none other than Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman dressed as a cowboy. In a short sleeve cowboy shirt, which I thought was very odd. And they don't even explain this, but in this scene, Gary Coleman fights Josie. They just got to this town. How do they have beef already? I know. Of course, the two little people are going to fight each other, too. Which, I, yeah. But also, was Gary Coleman tracking them down? Oh, you think like, he, he was maybe, a bounty hunter? Maybe Josie owed him money. Oh, okay. So you had the cops after everybody. Also, you had this Boba Fett figure, like... <laughs> 
like Gary Coleman, who's chasing on his own mission to get him, and he finally is a stone's throw away. Uh-huh. And Joe C's like, not up in my house. I feel like there's a really good possibility that Kid Rock was like, we get Gary Coleman, and then Dave Myers was like, okay, and then, and Kid Rock was like, well. I don't know. Obviously he fights Josie for some reason. Yeah. And that was it. That was the extent of the conversation. But while he's fighting Josie, he throws a haymaker and misses it and hits a random piano player. Wait, if, if this scene couldn't get any worse, wait, is there a way that could get worse? I think you're about to tell me who is the piano player. None other than adult film superstar, Ron Jeremy. Oh, yep. It officially became the worst. scene. It's like, I feel like Ron Jeremy made, Jeremy made a lot of cameos in late 90s, early 2000s videos, and it automatically just took me out of it. I was like, oh, why'd we do that? I feel like there was a thing going on, especially with like rock and metal yeah. acts like this, where like anyone who was in a rock band at some point did a funny video with either a little person or an adult film star. Blink-182, who we just talked about, did stuff with Janine, which... I don't know. I don't. I love how I the said nurse, it like the nurse lady. Yeah, I love yeah. how I said it like, like I'm appalled that you don't know her name, <laughs> guys. I want everybody to know I've never seen an adult film movie with Janine in it. I just remember them talking about it a lot. Thanks what, for this disclaimer. I just need to let everybody know that, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're you're listening to a wholesome podcast. You're in good hands. We're two wholesome boys. Uh, you know, one interesting thing about this song and this video is that a lot of people say that this really kickstarted its own genre of music and that if you listen to like florida georgia line or basically any country act where they wear a trucker hat instead of a cowboy hat hat, that this song and video was like the start of bro country yeah because he he does take a, a very pop feel like he like he had like a he injects some pop into the country or the country into the pop. And there's a little bit of the hip hop vibe. Hip hop country. Yeah. Mm. So you can thank Kid Rock. Hip hop country. Hip hop hop country. Hip hop country. We'll edit it out. (laughs) But the video takes a hard left turn literally and because in the video he's driving that car and he hits a hard left. It turns into almost the um, a Mace and P. Diddy video. Oh, yeah. So the final the act final of the video showdown. is this performance where he finally makes it across the country to Los Angeles. And he's on Hollywood Boulevard, the Mecca. Which seems a little weird. Like, why didn't he go to, like, Tucson, Arizona or something? Like, this does not seem like what a cowboy would do. Cowboy style obviously means I'm going out west. This just seems like a mixed metaphor or something where it's like the whole thing is about cowboys, but then he ends up in Hollywood. It just doesn't seem right. It doesn't. Well, it seems like a little bit like they veered off course. <sighs> I agree. He looks great, though. He looks... Oh, he's got a really cool guitar, purple Fender with some rhinestones on it. Then he has kind of an old school, like, Buck Rogers cowboy outfit. Buck Rogers was an astronaut. I apologize, guys. It feels a little bit like an astronaut's outfit. It's a country astronaut outfit. But instead of buttoning up the shirt, what does Kid Rock do, Isaac? Oh, he leaves it wide open. He leaves it open. Oh, wide open spaces, like a country artist. Maybe would. that was him. Like the Dixie Chicks song. Going back to Dixie. Yeah. Do you think he was homage, referencing. A little homage to Dixie Chicks? Yeah, he was like, I am going to leave my jacket wide open. I'm going to give you some wide open chest hair. <laughs> now. Uh, at the very end of the video, he smashes his guitar. And Which, last week, we talked about how Avril smashed a guitar like she meant it. Would you say that. 
Kid Rock smashed his guitar like he meant it. Here's the thing about Kid Rock. I am all for him smashing his guitar because the man is a, a musician. He's a very talented musician. Oh, like he earned the right. He earned the right. Like he plays it. First of all, you got to play the guitar in order to smash it. Avril, you didn't play it. You sang. I think you, she played it. Did she play it in the video? I don't remember her uh, ever picking up a guitar. Oh, I don't know if she did either. Video, she just grabbed her guitarist guitar yeah, and smashed it. What if that was his only one? Um, but here it looks obviously looks like I mean he can afford that outfit he can afford that eighteen wheeler yeah he can obviously afford another Fender because he smashes it like it owes him money <laughs> like he and I feel like that's like the the martini shot right there yeah the martini for everybody out there a martini shot is the very last shot of the shoot day do you think they made a joke on this set where they called the whiskey shot I guarantee oh Matt, yeah I love that you brought that up yeah like. <laughs> This is the spittoon shot. Uh, I think one last thing needs to be pointed out about this video. Last week we talked about how good Charlotte got arrested in their video for Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous mm. for rocking too hard. Mm-hmm. Kid Rock is on the run and we don't know why. And again, I can only assume it's yeah. for rocking yeah, too he's hard. at large for rocking too hard. Yeah. But I like that he didn't get caught. Well, they didn't try hard. They didn't. They didn't. Show us that he gets caught. He he walks slowly down Hollywood Boulevard. The last shot is him with a horse. I don't understand why he doesn't ride off on the horse. That would have been cowboy. He walks with the horse. Yeah. You know, there was a very obvious ending for this video, and they did not go for it. He should have ridden off into the sunset. The vi- yes, sunset. And I wish they hit like that where the horse <laughs> reins up a little bit. You think a sound effect would have been like appropriate for yeah. the ending of this video? Uh, that's just not... I guess that's not cowboy style. <laughs> All right, moving on. At number four, it's Britney Spears with Crazy. Yeah. What if I told you... <gasps> That this video is the longest running video by a female artist on TRL. It stayed in the top 10, not on top, but in the top 10 for 73 days. First of all, way to go, Brittany. I would not have guessed that this video, even though it's an amazing video, I would say toxic. If you had, if you asked me that question. Is that your favorite Britney video? I think that's a lot of people's favorite video because of that clear outfit she danced in. And I just think it's fun. Yeah. I'm all about fun videos. And th- this video is kind of like, first of all, I don't know where she is. It's kind of some hybrid diner club warehouse. Right. So she's kind of a waitress in this video, but she's also just kind of dancing. She's kind of a waitress, but also kind of a superstar performer. The waitress part of the video goes out the window pretty quick. Yeah. They, it was, it almost seems like it was like we, they had to do that. Like the studio was like, just make her in a diner. Now for some reason. I have a question. Yeah. This video was for the soundtrack of a movie called Drive Me Crazy, mm-hmm. which came out the same year, starring Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier. Have you seen that movie? Not since 1999. Is there, do you recall a waitress scene being in the movie? Is that what this is referring to? I want to say there was, but again, it's been over, it's almost been 10 years since I've seen it. It wasn't like a hit. It wasn't like I loved that movie. I don't remember that movie. I think pe- people definitely remember it. It wasn't my favorite 99. I was watching She's All That. Was that so, also 99? I believe so. Oh, uh, you know what? She's All That kind of overshadowed. 100%. Poor 
poor Adrian and, and yeah. Melissa, who actually make guest appearances in this video. Yeah, they, they throw some cameos. We got Melissa Joan Hart, best known for Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Right. Or Clarissa Explains It All. Right. And then we get Adrian Grenier. Grenier? Like, Grenier? Grenier. 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 It's Grenier. Like a, like a fancy cheese. Uh -huh. But we get him. But a fun fact about this video, guys, is the director had to beg Adrian Grenier to show up. The studio thought, hey, it'd be really fun for you two to get in this video, make a cameo, sell more tickets to the movie. And Adrian was like, nah, I'm good. It sounded like he had like almost creative differences or it was beneath him artistically. Is that kind of the idea? That's like, what I, I mean, first of all, who are you, Adrian, to make that decision? You're an up and coming actor. You don't get to call the shots, all right? You are begging to get in this video. Is this what you're saying to him as like his agent? If I'm his agent, I'm like, Adrian, you're gonna go to that shoot. You're gonna, you're gonna bat those eyes because you got beautiful eyes. Uh -huh. You're gonna kind of leave your hair wet. <laughs> And you're going to wear an oversized long sleeve shirt and you are going to sell it. It was right? very oversized. It's like uh, part of me thinks maybe this is why Adrian Grenier's career didn't blow up because maybe he was difficult to work with. I mean, he did go on to Entourage after this, right? He was, which was great. But let's be honest. He was my least favorite part of Entourage. He was the star of Entourage. He was the, but was he? I know he was like the main character. He was the main character on the show, but was he the star? I've seen like two episodes of Entourage. So guys, I think... I, you were with me on this where Adrian Grenier was the worst part of Entourage. Jeremy Piven <laughs> all the way. Team Jer. So uh, come back next Ari week Gold. for Entourage cast. But <laughs> this video features a lot of dancing. It's Lots. very choreography heavy. There's it's, a dance off. It starts with Brittany as a waitress. That lasts for like two seconds. Next thing you know, she's in a green tube top. Is that a tube top? Half shirt. Yeah, well, this was this is one of Britney's like signature looks. Like when people, when you see people dress up as Britney for Halloween, this is what they're or doing. imitate Britney. You get those impersonators. They go to this outfit. This was one of her a signature look. Signature looks. She's rocking kind of like black. Are those jeans? No, no, they're like a like a flowy dance pant. A dance pant. Put me in a dance pant. Like if you're guys, girls out there, if you're listening, if you go to Lululemon and you get the groove pant, that's what <laughs> she's basically wearing. I doubt it's Lululemon, but it's it looks like a groove pant, kind of flared at the bottom because she's got to do her high kicks. She's got to have shoes, those clunky dance shoes that they need to breathe. So this is Britney's third video. Hmm. Uh, of course, she debuted with Hit Me Baby One More Time. Her second video was Sometimes, which was sort of like a down tempo oh kind of uh, more of a ballad. Where do you feel like this video is in her filmography? It's, I won't lie, it's pretty epic. Is this like towards the top? I think this is a great video and I think this was one of those videos that kind of bumped her up to the next level. She, she hit us hard with Hit Me Baby One More Time. We were like, wow, who's this? Then she slowed it down and then she just Hit a, she she turned it up. It was to the 11. calm before the storm. Yes, with sometimes uh, one hundred. You that's yeah, best way to put it right there. Pooch, do yes. you have anything else on this video? I'm a fan of it. I love any video that incorporates a dance off, and I love that they did boys versus girls dance off. Uh, something that I think actually happened back then that was like very prominent back in like the late '90s was like a girls versus boys kind of vibe. Last week you said that Britney was a lazy dancer she turned it up for this video yeah. i think her dance moves are a little bit better she does a lot of cheerleader high kicks like to show off her flexibility which was uh, sometimes 
I believe, kind of like a uh, explanation point in a dance-off. Like you do the dance and then cheerleader high kick and then you stomp it down real hard. Like and she's doing def- that. Like it was almost like a judge, like the defense rest, like <laughs> dun, 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 that's the gavel goes down. All right. Uh, we should mention it was directed by Nigel Dick. He was a director at the time. He did a lot of Britney Spears videos. I think he did a really great job here. Uh, I think it's a great video. Let's move on to the video on this countdown that I, I watched it three times in a row because I just could not believe that I was seeing what I was seeing. Captivating. Limp Biscuit with Rearranged. Some people say that this is a continuation to their Nookie video, which ends with them getting busted for rocking too hard, and this is them in prison. Others say this is kind of a answer to all the allegations of them. Like inciting a riot. Inciting riots at, at Woodstock. <laughs> so people say that this is a video of them kind of, you know, clapping back at all these allegations. I think Fred Durst said this was like a trilogy of videos, which seems like a little presumptuous a little to think deep. that anyone really saw yeah, like the Star through War. line. Yeah, this yeah. is Star Wars Limp Biscuit. I right? feel like Fred Durst really thought he was like on some Criterion collection. Like, it, yeah, like get off your soapbox. All things considered, it's not a bad looking video. No, it's... It's, they got like a nice track shot where they go down the uh, prison cells. He's doing like some directory things. Oh, you know he had a lot to say in this video. Oh, yeah. Well, I shoot mean, me like this. Like, hold on. Let me get in the moment. You know, this is, another, this is, again, two now on this countdown, rock videos that feature bands in jail for rocking too hard. Gosh. Well, Kid Rock was on the run. Johnny Locke got Limp Bizkit, put oh, them yeah. in jail. And, and they're actually in their jail cells playing their instruments. Yeah, which I'm like, that's a nice jail to let them keep their gear. Yeah. Because usually you don't get to pick that up until you, your last day. <laughs> and the acoustics in that jail cell, probably not Primo. very Primo. <laughs> Fred Durst was like, I want to shoot. I want This is my homage to Johnny Cash. Oh, Folsom the Folsom Prison? Prison? Yeah, it's my version of that. Oh, I like your alternate history a whole lot better than this video. <laughs> <laughs> that's all a lie, everybody. So uh, Fred Durst and co. are in jail. Wes Borland's playing his guitar. Mm-hmm. Whatever is- the bass player of the good... Oh, is it goatee? No, it's like a soul patch. He's playing yeah. his bass. I always liked the bass player though. He rocked pretty hard. Oh yeah. He, he like put a, a lot of like, he was the one that headbanged the most. Yeah. And he had with that bass that has like the thick strings. It was like a thicker bass. Yeah. And not a fender bass like Mark Hoppus from Blink-182. He looked the angriest, which this yeah. is a band full of angry men. So that's saying something. He also had, I think he was like shaved head with the mutton chops. Yeah. That was his look. A really good look. But anyway, back to the video. So these guys get led Shawshank Redemption style, or is it Green Mile style? Dead man walking. Dead man walking down. Uh, Just a corridor. But they're led into this room where they're put in this like metal. Bomb shelter. Yeah. It's like this metal bomb shelter contraption that fits all of them. Again, their instruments are there and they're playing. And this group of people who I can only assume are like, uh, witnesses to an execution. Yeah, it looks like the purge. Yeah, it's real dark. They're watching Fred Durst and his band play. What? But at first, you're like, "They're wow, this video gets dark because you think they're they're gonna get gassed." I thought they were gonna get electrocuted. Okay, 
See, I didn't see a chair. I just, I just thought big open room. They're obviously gonna get when I saw the people in the room and I saw them go into this metal bomb shelter contraption. I expected five electric chairs. Mm. So I was surprised when it was all five guys standing up playing their instruments. I would like to have seen the electric chairs and then them in each chair playing so hard that they electrocute themselves because the, the rock is so hard. I'm sure that was an alternate version of the video. <laughs> but something really unexpected happens. Oh, yeah. As they start to play, the room fills with milk. Yeah. And it's kind of like the dramatic part of the song where it starts off slow and Fred Dursch, Dursch, Fred Durst kind of gets very emo and you know whispers a little bit and then he gets into the hard rock and as i feel like the milk matches the beat of the song and the, how hard they're rocking oh so like it increases in intensity i feel like if louder. fred durst was whispering the milk would have barely come out the milk is almost like like one of those things when you go to like a, a basketball game and it's like the sound meter yeah like it's like this is how loud you are this is how hard you're rocking right now so the milk's this high that's how high you're rocking so then Fred's up to his neck in milk. The whole band is drowning. I'm sure this read better on paper, and when you're filming it, it's disgusting. If that's really milk, that's so gross. So as this is happening, Fred Durst's life flashes before his eyes, and it's like a bunch of footage. Oh, of tour footage. Tour footage. <laughs> the good times. The good times. It's him walking backstage. It's him rocking out in front of a crowd. Uh, it's, it's also him getting busted and getting locked up. Yeah, it takes you back to where this whole the, video the started. The best of times, it was the worst of times. And then the milk disappears, it evaporates, band's no longer there. What is sitting there in its place? We have the legendary Red Yankee Cap. Right. Chilling there, along with the Limp Biscuit Chocolate Starfish. No, this isn't Chocolate Starfish in the hot dog flavored water. I forgot what album it is, but it's just a CD and a Red Yankee hat. Significant Other is the... Album thank, that this song you. was on, and which leads me to believe did did they turn into that? Is their what? spirit their music and their image? Oh, uh, you think that was what he, that was the symbolism, symbolism here? It yeah, was like you getting, can get rid of us, but our music we'll, will live forever. Forever, yeah. You maybe that's what it is. You'll kill us, but we're here forever. We're here to stay. Did that prophecy get fulfilled? As, are people still listening to this? As Babe Ruth from Sandlot said, "Heroes are remembered, legends never die." And and that was what Fred Durst was referencing. Right there. He, Babe Ruth talking to Benny the Jet Rodriguez the night before he climbed over the wall to fight the beast to get the autographed Babe Ruth ball back. Bam. Uh, I think you just summed up this whole video. There's right. nothing else to add. There is a postscript to this video that is ridiculous. Fred Durst is in like an all-white space. His band is floating around him doing backflips and stuff. It well, looks obviously almost, wires. And Fred Durst uh, is wondering where he is. And his guitarist, Wes Borland says, are we in heaven? I think we're dead. And then Fred Durst goes, dude, if we were in heaven, man, I'd be kicking it with meth right now. And then trap door, Fred Durst falls down out of camera. And we are left with to be continued. And a lot of great videos from this era did end with To Be Continued. Yeah. I think Puff Daddy went to the To Be Continued a lot. Oh, it was a cliffhanger and I fell for it. But this feels very loosely attached to the next video that references N Together Now, a video that featured Method Man. Low-key dope song. 
Yeah, actually, that is a really good song. I like that song. Yeah. It is strange. This that was like one of the strangest transitions it's from one video yeah. to another for him to be like, if I were in heaven, Method Man would be here. Mm-hmm. That's such a strange and, idea of heaven. And in Fred Durst's world, Method Man's dead. Is he dead? Because oh, that's really you know disturbing. I mean? Like if he he were like if I were in heaven, Method Man would be dead. You feel like that's or, what he's saying? Or like in this in this world that Fred Durst has created in this video. Method Man is dead because Fred Durst dies and he's like, if this were heaven, Method Man would be here. So obviously- in Oh, but then I think God is like, oh, well, Method Man isn't dead. So Fred, I'm going to let you go back to earth one last time to be oh. with your friend Method Man. Oh, but he drops down. So is, is he in hell? Well, maybe he was in heaven. Oh. Method Man wasn't there. Oh. And so God was like, this is, I think he, God was like, this is confusing me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to get you out of here. I'll keep West Borland. You're going back. Get out of here. Even God doesn't want to hang out with Fred Durst. That's, the, that's, that's what I got from that's this That's the video. real takeaway from this. Right, Fred, get out of here. Uh, all right. Let's get out of this video. So it, I, my head is spinning. The next good news is the next video, we're not going to have a lot to say. There's not a lot to say about this next video. This is going to be short. Short and sweet. At number two, it's in sync, featuring a Gloria Stefan. With music in my heart. So, real talk, Isaac. As much as I love TRL, I have never seen this video in my life. I didn't know this was a song. I didn't know that they did a collaboration, Gloria Estevan. And in sync, I didn't know that they were both cool at the same time to warrant a collaboration. Hands down, one of the most boring videos I've ever seen in my life. This is strictly on the countdown because of their popularity. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going hard right now. But the thing I do like about this video is it is a shout out to all of the music teachers that they had. Everything that you just said to describe this video leads me to believe that we might be living in an alternate universe yeah. because uh, I do not remember this video. I, yeah. I don't understand why somebody would make this video. It just snuck up on us. Well, it's so it's from a movie that I've also never heard of. You, you remember when people were like wondering if the Berenstein bears were like real or not? Do you remember this was like a thing on the internet where like people realized that Berenstein was spelled a certain way that they didn't remember it from when they were kids. Oh wow. And there are all these people who were like, was there a glitch in the matrix? This, this this video is like a glitch in the matrix where I'm like, this video is making me feel some type of way. Why were they in a video with Gloria Stefan? Why was Gloria Stefan in a movie? It was for a movie called Music of My Heart, which I don't remember. A Sasquatch. Pause real quick. Hold on. <laughs> Isaac went to go investigate a strange noise, typical horror movie fashion. He heard something outside. He has gone outside. He's ba- and he's back. Okay, he's not dead. It was my dog. My dog. Was Maggie is, is she okay? Well, she got sprayed by a skunk last night. Ah. She's like kind of. I think she's still like getting the the fumes out. Oh no, she's choking on something. I feel like I'm trying to get the fumes out of my face from this music. Video. I do have to say that going outside to check on my dog and seeing if it, if she was okay is more interesting to me than this video. <laughs> So it all takes place at like a school, right? Like a high school? In Miami. In Miami. That's a fun fact. They shot it at a Miami high school. I wonder if it's Gloria Estevan's high school. She probably 
didn't have to drive more than five minutes from her house to go to this video set. Maybe that's one of the reasons why this video exists. So strange. So they're all like in a high school, but the high school is pretty much deserted and all the lights are off. Like it's a very dimly lit video. Yeah. And she is singing with NSYNC. And meanwhile, like all, there's like an effect where people are appearing and disappearing. Like students are randomly appearing and disappearing. It feels like it is a video about like teen suicide prevention. Yeah, was there an accident at this high school? Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's a celebration of teachers. It, no, it's a very slow song. I mean, the lyrics are like, you believed in me when no one else did, but are they talking about these students that are here one minute and then gone the next? And the students don't look happy. It's not like a celebration. No look one looks happy. On their faces. The only thing I got out of this video was JC Chazé has an amazing outfit. He's got an all denim jacket, pants, but he cuffs his pants really high. Like he's got a deep cuff. Is this like one of those six inch cuff type situations? Yeah, I would go ahead and maybe say seven inch. The, to be honest, it may be a $5 foot long, what he's doing there. <laughs> it's a deep cuff. Those, I, first of all, JC Chazé is what? Five, seven, five, eight. And got a, I'm guessing maybe a 29, 30 inseam. Is this cuff like going up to his knees? I, it, it, he looks like a sailor. <laughs> He's got sailor pants on. But, All right. But that's but if you take anything from this video, guys, JC Chazé's got a cool outfit on. I totally forgot Lance was even there. Well, was he disappearing and reappearing like the students? Everybody was it was it was like a magic act. You know, Gloria Stefan could have derailed their whole thing with this video. Was Glor was Gloria Stefan like a big deal at this point? I mean, I know she was she's one of the biggest artists of all time internationally. Okay, right. She's doing a Broadway play called Get on your feet. Get up and make it happen. Great song. Gloria Stevan comes with the hits. Yeah. So, okay, I understand. This wasn't like a completely random pairing. It's not, but at the same time it is because I don't remember in 99 like people going, hey, have you heard that NSYNC Gloria Stevan song? It's fire. So if you're like an NSYNC completist, and you just need to see all the videos. This is like the last one on the list. Oh, they, they, I don't need this video in my life. This video is, I'm going to go ahead and say it, garbage juice. It's not even garbage. It's the juice that accumulates at the bottom of the bag from all the garbage. Well, you heard it here first. In this, sync and Gloria Stevan mashup equals garbage juice. This nice song that was meant to <laughs> inspire, inspire. lift people up. Has music teachers done the opposite. Who who give this back? This is and why they want to cancel music in schools because <laughs> of this video right here. <laughs> All right, let's move on, <laughs> guys. I'm sorry to bring the mood down with negative comments, but I'm just Isaac told you I love TRL, and that I feel like that video almost got TRL canceled. But luckily, with this next one. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think this is one of the best videos of all time. Superstars right here. Okay, you got to introduce this one. Guys, coming in at number one, we got Backstreet Boys, Larger Than Life. Okay, so Pooch. Yes. This is September 99 we're talking Ooh. about. This is when Christina had just come out. Brittany was doing her thing three videos deep. 
InSync was doing whatever they were doing. Whatever that stuff was. On. Yeah. <laughs> Making a big mistake. <laughs> um, Huge. What were Backstreet Boys doing? Oh, Backstreet Boys was like, hey, InSync, that's cute that you want to make these little weird videos with Gloria Estefan and inspire people. We're going to make the 14th most expensive video of all time. This video is literally larger than life. So Joseph Kahn directed this video. We'll be talking about him a lot more. He's still another guy who's around today. He directed all of Taylor Swift's latest videos. Oh, wow. Well, I, I mean, with this video, he should work forever. So this video cements his legacy in your mind. This video is so good that opens up with a spaceship. Very aliens, Star Wars style. You see the bottom of the ship. Well, it does that thing from the yeah. first Star Wars movie where the ship just keeps going. Oh, yeah. Getting bigger and bigger. You keep revealing more of the ship. And you're like, this ship is larger than life. Right. So the very first thing you see on screen is larger than life. And then the title flashes larger than life. Oh, yeah. This video is like a mishmash of a couple different sci-fi films, right? So we're seeing pieces of Alien, The Matrix, Star, Star Wars. Wars. How does this video really start? Once we see the spaceship, we go inside, and then what happens? We, we go inside to what looks like uh, AJ is awoken from his pod, his futuristic pod. So they're all in pods. So they're all in pods. We see AJ. We see the boys. Each one of them kind of gets little plugs on them to monitor their heart rate i'm guessing i'm guessing they were sleeping for a while i feel like they woke up right on time because a weird robot with the face of antonio fargus and i don't know if anybody knows who antonio fargus is i don't know who antonio fargus antonio is. fargus played huggy bear on the original starsky and hutch the cameos in this week's top 10 are so dated. I feel like they were dated at the time. When was Starsky and Hutch on? 76. This actually kind of makes me mad. Like, this video is so huge, and the guy that they got to play the robot at the beginning yeah. is from Starsky and Hutch? Well, I, here's the thing. I don't know if this is confirmed. They just do a close-up of the robot's face. I'm pretty sure that's Antonio Fargas. I just don't understand the idea behind that. Yeah, I feel like that was a a, a thing in the 90s where let's get a dated, obscure celebrity and it will automatically make it funny. I do think there was something about 60s and 70s, or like 70s celebrities that were like automatically funny to people. It's kind of like how they had the Brady Bunch movie back then. And it was like basically just the Brady Bunch. I love the, the movie movie. Yeah, like... Well, well, like they had this movie that was like, everybody just got nostalgic for like the 70s. That's why they made the Brady Bunch movie. And I feel like all these Gary Coleman, whoever this guy is from Starsky and Hutch, it was all these like throwbacks to the 70s. I don't mean any disrespect to the oh, guy no, from no. Starsky and Hutch. None whatsoever. I can tell there's pain on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. I have a connection to Antonio Fargus. His son played football at my high school, Justin Fargus. Well, now I feel Who so later bad. played at SC, who then later played in the professional Football League, the NFL. Okay. Professional Football League. Edit that out. The Professional Football League? The Professional League? Football League. Is that League, separate the from the PFL. NFL? PFL. <laughs> That's a different <laughs> league. Guys, I played college too. I should sound a little bit cooler when I talk about football. But he played with the Raiders. He's a great football player. So I feel like I kind of know him. So I'm just like, I'm just glad he got some work. Oh, okay. That's good. There we I go. feel horrible. <laughs> so anyway... Mega star Anthony Fargus. Antonio. Antonio Fargus Antonio. makes a cameo. And I'm sure everyone who saw it was freaking out. Freaking out. Or even, I feel like the eighth grade girls had no clue who Antonio <laughs> Fargus was. Yeah, well, okay. 
I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but it just seems like the audience was not taken into account. Yeah. Was this impressive to, to Joseph Kahn? Was he like a big Starsky and Hutch guy? I don't, I'm just confused. Yeah. The whole thing's The confusing. whole thing makes me very angry. It's probably my least, it's. It takes the whole video down a notch for I'm me. I'm not a huge Antonio Fargas fan. I just kind of know him. But out of the whole video, it's my least favorite part. Okay. I would love to have seen like a bigger celebrity play the man servant. Maybe who do you pick? Oh man, who ninety nine? I was gonna say like who was hot? Like, you know who I would get? Freddie Prince Jr. I, dude, that was exactly what I was. Were you really? I'm so- not even playing. Wow. Yeah. I feel like she's all that comes out that year. Yep. He's like a handsome guy. You're like playing to that audience but a little do bit. Do you want to put him in a like like a robot suit? Not a robot suit, but do you want to make it? He's a leading man. Oh, does he upstage the Backstreet I, Boys? I feel then? like people would be like, "Did you see that Freddie Prince video?" I think that we just stumbled across the very logic that brought them to this Antonio like, Vargas guy. We don't guy. want anyone like who's who's played that type of character in the past, and we can get him for twelve minutes. Yeah, because literally it's just his face on a robot body, <laughs> and it's CG. But anyway, guys, we cut to what looks like Brian future surfing on a hoverboard. So they've all been awoken from their pods, and it's almost like they all have their own individual missions. Yeah, Brian's mission is to basically air surf on this hoverboard. Okay. Uh, Kevin, he's uh, behind some controls that looks like for cannons. And then we got Nick Carter with the most 90s haircut ever. It's the middle part. It's that middle wiener cut. Wiener cut? Like a wiener. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the wiener cut, the infamous wiener cut. And he's in a robot suit surrounded by other robots dancing up a storm it's kind of like a leo dicaprio in romeo and juliet haircut oh yeah a little longer was, though although i will never be able it, leo's wasn't cut in the middle or parted in the middle though which made it not a wiener that's true i'm sorry i completely interrupted your chain of thought no you're fine you threw me with the wiener cut thing. sorry i had never seen that before and now yeah. that'll forever be the wiener cut to me so we got nick carter wiener cut and all just literally doing some robot moves with a group of robots there's like a a army of cg animated robots clone wars style had clone wars come out at this time is that what this no, is referencing no i mm, i don't think it's reference referencing that but i'm just saying nick carter's army of robots is on par with clone wars like they could fight and i would I you would root for them give it to nick carter okay his robot clan <laughs> then we cut to howie in some kind of weird ninja suit we don't know what he's doing yet i'll tell you what he's doing hit me Right, so he's in this room and mm-hmm. he's moving, like sliding across the floor, and it's straight up that Jamiroquai video. Yes, right. They, yep, hundred percent. They were the floor's like, "Floor's moving." Uh, we got to come up with one more thing for these guys to What's do. What's futuristic? Uh, Jamiroquai. Boom. Then we cut to AJ, who's obviously, I guess, he's calling the shots. Is that his job? I don't know, but it's, he's he's connected to a bunch of like. Maybe he's, he looks like he's in the X Men's Cerebro. He's in Cerebro. There we go. And. He's got like all these cords hooked up to his body. It's a little disturbing. Matrix style. Yes. And they, they, it's almost like he's the electricity that makes the ship run. And he's plugging his himself in to all of the outlets. Do you think Joseph Kahn was saying AJ is like the heart and soul of Backstreet Boys and he's oh, what man. makes it run? He's like the batter. Without AJ, Backstreet Boys falls apart. Do you think that was what he was saying? I mean, with this video, I'm saying yes. And anyone that can rock... A mustache that's shaved down the middle can do anything. Is it like a reverse Hitler? Right down the middle is 
shaved completely. So yeah, I guess it would be a reverse Hitler. I, you know what though? It works for him. It, oh, hundred percent. Well, he's the bad boy, so he can get away with whatever he needs. He's the bad boy and the battery of Backstreet Boys. Okay, so I know we're we're being a little flippant about the video, but I I have to say I'm genuinely impressed. I actually think that a lot of the you know, a lot of times videos from 1999, the computer graphics don't really hold up. You can see some <laughs> some holes here. And not everything here looks, uh, you know, up to 2018 standards. But the amount of detail in all these setups, oh, yeah. the amount of art direction, and there's there's each one of these just feels huge. Each one of them is telling their own story. Which of these Backstreet Boys do you think got the best? story nick carter because he got to wear that dope costume and he got to dance with all the robots he got to dance with the robots but brian got to be suspended in air so that'd be fun yeah that's true actually brian's like snowboard like hoverboard slash snowboard whatever that thing is it's and, pretty cool and he's going and it almost looks like he's playing quidditch against uh, a hologram hot woman yeah so maybe he made it out the winner do you feel like any of the backstreet boys kind of got like the short end of the stick I feel like Kevin was like, maybe he sprained his ankle or something because he sits down the entire time. But then they do this awesome dance routine. So maybe that was later on because I'm guessing this was at least a month shoot. <laughs> yeah, probably. By a month, good month. Pooch, you are often critical of choreography. Yes. I feel like you have uh, usually two criticisms you level against choreography, either that it's very lazy mm -hmm. or that it's uh, ripping off Janet Jackson. <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to rip off Janet Jackson. Like, this is a little Janet Jackson-esque. It's a little, uh, it's in a dark room. It like, looks, like, like, looks like a warehouse. Everyone's mm -hmm. in There's dark There's like a clothing. control vibe, maybe? They're very controlled. They're not, if they're wearing hats, I'd say full-on ripping of Janet. Mm. But the reason I'm going to say it's a little individual is AJ is wearing a long-sleeve shirt. But for some reason, he doesn't want anything covering his abs so it is a long sleeve crop top <laughs> okay but the choreography oh sorry i got, we, we got lost Are we i got lost in aj's abs <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i i like this choreography i never thought that they were the best dancers but i enjoyed this choreography there i will go ahead and say it in sync way better dancers but if you had to compare the two videos we watched today yes this video runs away with the title oh 100 percent. best dancing i mean the best, there's no dancing in the glorious stuff i want that would have been too oh out of those two today yeah no this one blows in sync out of the water i feel like in sync and backstreet boys probably had like a beatles rolling stones thing going okay where like every time one of them would drop you know, an album you know like the beatles would put out like sergeant peppers and then Rolling Stones would be like, oh, we got to top that. 100%. I feel like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC probably had that same thing going with their music videos. Absolutely. That's the that's the kind of the coolest thing about the TRL era was there was these small little competitions going on. At the end of every podcast, mm -hmm. we always do the same thing. We ask which one of these videos was actually Oof. the number one video. I'm going to go ahead and say all the small things, Blink-182. Really? That's a surprise. Yeah. I, as much as I love this video, I feel like they were already certified superstars. Backstreet. I feel like Blink-182, all the small things, set them up for the big time. I feel like that was the birth of a kind of a new genre of music. I think it got them on par and even with all the pop stars. You know, I'm going to give it to them too. Okay. 
Okay. I feel like that video, especially because it came out just a year into TRL's existence, mm. kind of set a standard for TRL videos that were like self-aware and yeah. made fun of themselves and okay. made fun of like the larger pop world. Because it kind of sets the it sets the tone for Eminem making fun of all those pop stars in his videos. Yeah, kind of and similar vibe. It also sort of set up that battle that we'll be talking about throughout the entire podcast in almost every episode, I'm sure. This like battle between all these different genres mm-hmm. at the time. I mean, these days you could have a Spotify playlist with all of these genres, it would be no problem. But back then, it was almost like you had to choose. Yeah. And it was like, well, are you a pop guy or a punk guy or yeah. a metal guy or whatever? Yeah. And do, I, you, do you wear flannel? Do you wear Vans? Or do you wear throwback jerseys? And I don't know. What were the pop people wearing? Abercrombie and Fitch. Mm-hmm. So cargos. you had to pick one of those. Yeah, Cargos. Cargos. Uh, uh, everybody was wearing Cargos. That's true. Yeah, that's a bad... <laughs> yeah. That was the one thing everybody had in common. That was what kept... Uh, our union together. It's the cargo. The cargo pants. Thank you, cargo pants. Yeah, they saved America. Okay, we had a fun time this week. We will be back next week. Maybe we'll bring a guest. Can't wait. We're going to be doing another top 10 countdown. Thanks again for being with us. We'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. Drop.